podcast people and welcome back to episode six of the Larger Than Life podcast. I'm Sarah. I'm Rory. And uh, yeah, we're back again. We're back again. It's episode six. We are consistent. We are taking this seriously. We will be the fastest growing podcast in the UK one day. Bold claim. I love it. Love it. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. And for those of you watching, you are just witnessing the beginning of greatness. So, um, you know, congratulations to you as well. Congratulations to you. You guys are killing it as well for clocking on about how sick we're going to be one day. (laughs) But, um, But yeah, so if you're new here, then welcome. Welcome to about an hour of our ramblings about what's going on at the moment um you're going to be in for a good treat with our debate of the week we've got debate of the week we've got a few news stories top news of the week yeah yeah, yeah. um we're going to talk a little bit about um ant-man and the marvel universe a bit later as well oh, um, and yeah we've got some good topics to talk yeah, about today yeah we're excited we're excited but um if you are returning then welcome back thank you so much for supporting us um, and continuing to support us as well, continuing to support us strong. We really, really do appreciate it. But, um, but yeah, without further ado, ado? without further ado, <laughs> let's get into it. Let's get into it. Um, also, before we start, though, mm. there's a bit of an elephant in the room. Oh my gosh, you're right. You, you might notice something different about yeah, the background. Yeah, I didn't even address it. Um, we're on a sofa now. We've oh, upgraded. We've uh, we're not on those awful, uncomfortable chairs anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, this is a... We're, we're going to be upgrading soon, but we might be one or two episodes yeah, in this new uh, studio. We're in between studios. <laughs> I'm liking it though. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. loving this sofa. It's great. It's a great setup. Yeah. Um, we wish we could keep this as our permanent place or semi-permanent, but unfortunately we can't. Uh, but yeah, stay tuned. We're going to be changing locations once again very soon. You might see us here one more time. Um, you might not, but uh, the next place you see us, I think that will be semi-permanent for a yeah. while. Studio um, 3.0, we'll yeah, call yeah. it. <laughs> so, so stay tuned. But yes. Um, but right, let's let's get into our beer of the week. Yeah, right. so as those of you who are returning know, uh, we like to do a beer of the week for the new ones. Uh, a segment we do where we try a new beer every single week and we review it. So you know whether to go buy it when you see its weird looking can on the shelf or not. So with that in mind, what have we got this week, Rory? Today, we've got a Camden Unfussy. Woo! Oh, day. Uh, so this is an unfiltered lager. Mm. I'm not going to lie, I still don't quite know what that means. Um, so let me read the description quickly. Unfiltered and unfussed. As if it's poured fresh from the tank at the brewery. Wow. Just like traditional German Kelbiers, butcher that pronunciation. This lager is unfiltered, uh, brewed with torrified wheat, halista hops, and dry hopped with Spalt Select. It's left hazy, hoppy, full-bodied, and fuss-free. Wow. Uh, during the mid, so a bit of background about the uh, Camden Town Brewery. Uh, during the mid '90s, Jasper Cuppage uh, missed his flight back home from Australia, and consequently, he remained in England collecting glasses in a London pub. Ten years later, he purchased a dilapidated pub in Hampstead Pub and reopened it in 2006 as the Horseshoe, serving food, wine and beer. Um, And then he went on to start brewing his own lager, um, which then obviously turned into the Camden Town Brewery. Although, a bit of a hole in this story. That's um, a Hampstead pub, not a Camden pub. But, you know, might want to (laughs) rebrand. Yeah, but like um, the Hampstead Brewery doesn't quite have the same. It doesn't have as it's not as punchy as it. Hey, Hampstead Town Brewery, that's sick. I didn't know that. Yeah. So, if he hadn't have, he, apparently, if he hadn't have missed that flight, we wouldn't be drinking this beer. That's crazy. That's mad. That's crazy. Wait, so where was he from? Sorry, 
Uh, so I think he's Australian, Australian and he was in England he and then he missed Australia. his flight and then he thought, fuck it, I guess I'll just start a brewery. That's fucking cool. Um, and then so this December 2015, mm. um, it was announced that Camden Town Brewery was being bought by the world's largest brewer, um, Anheuser Busch in Bev. Again, butchered the pronunciation. <laughs> that, that sounded right. Um, so yeah, Should we, cool. let, let's crack this let's open. Crack it over. Uh, so for your audio drinkers, before we crack it open, uh, it's a blue can, really, really nice colour actually. It is like nice, a yeah. Colour. A baby blue, I'd yeah, say. Yeah, yeah, really, really simple branding as with all of Camden Town Breweries. Um, really, really effective, nice, cool. Uh, yeah, literally. Let's go. Right, let's open it. Yeah. Remember, open it near the microphone for the audio listeners. Oh, shit. <laughs> Ooh. This is some ASMR shit. <laughs> right. Cheers, mate. Episode six. Cheers, episode six. Still here. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I have some thoughts. Okay, what are your straight out of the gate? What are your real thoughts? This is gonna sound weird, yeah, but if it it tastes like it's heavier, it tastes a bit mm. wheatier. Almost you- as if it's been unfiltered. <laughs> <laughs> However, yeah. I might prefer it to a Camden House. No, really? No, I... Let me hear myself at this point. I, I don't know if I love it. I don't know. I'm not a massive fan, you know. Okay. I guess I'm fussy, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. What would you rate it? For me, that's like... If I bought a pint of that, I'd give that like a five. A five? Five, yeah. My lowest rating yet on the show. Wow, a five. Really? <laughs> no, sorry. No, what? I'm sorry. At the back of the can, there's a little scale saying unfussy, unfiltered lager, from fussy to unfussy. And it's not even at the unfussiest. Oh my God. Bad. Um, what, what do you reckon is the fussiest? Just raw hops. <laughs> nah, it's got to be like one of those like premium. Those premium it's 8% food. like, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Nasty ones. Yeah. But nah, um, okay, you, I'll, I'll give it, I'll give it a six. Six. All right, we're giving it a five point five for beer of the week. I think saying it's stronger than a Camden House is a strong statement. I like I Camden House a lot, um, but I don't know what relevance that had. But <laughs> but uh, no, it's all right, man. Yeah, I'll I'll, I'll tell it at six. You're going for a five. Five point five. Five point five. Okay, nice. Five point five. Nice. I right. think that's the first time we disagreed. I think so. Yeah, usually we're pretty in line. Yeah, but no, I, th- I think it's pretty decent. Five point five. Um, Try it. It's not amazing. Give it a go. You know what? If you're listening, go to the shops, buy one, drink with us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> go enjoy. Just pause, pause, Let us... pause the podcast right now. Right? Pause the podcast right now. Go get yourself. Camden Unfiltered. Unfussy. 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 Yeah, don't be fussy. Yeah. And, you know, give us your rating in the comments. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let us know. Um, right, Saraf. Cheers. Our next segment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As per. As per. It's top news of the week. Woo! We've got some news today. Oh my goodness. Or this week, I should say. Bro, I right. feel like this world that we live in, it's mad. there's never a dull moment, is there? It's mad. We're it always going to bring you something new to talk about. So Rory, hit me with it. Right. So a story came out recently mm. about a bunch of scientists. Um, and they, were re- they did a study recently about they got a group of meat eaters mm-hmm. and they made them walk through an artificial shop. And they basically had um, smoking style packaging on the, the packets of meat. So, for example, you'd see like the baby, if you're buying a joint of lamb, you'd see the baby lamb like, you know, being shipped out to like a slaughterhouse. Oh, and they use really horrific images. And 
shock horror, it works, right? And scientists are basically, if we're going to try and fight this climate crisis, they're basically urging that uh, meat then takes on a tobacco-style warning stickers on their packaging. Quick question for you. You eat meat. Mm. You eat chickens. You eat cows. Mm. Would, would, it, would it work? Yeah, it would definitely put me off. 100%. So I'll tell you a quick story. At school, there was... Um, at school, we used to have, like, when we got to, I think it was sixth form, we used to have these types of classes where kind of twice a week we would do, like, non-educational subjects. Okay. I say non-educational, I mean, like, not, like, a maths and, like, your, your normal A-levels, but you do, like, extra stuff. So there was all sorts. There was one which was to do with, I think it was maybe, like, veganism or animal rights or something like that. Um, and basically... I remember hearing from one of the students in the year above that it's really good, but the teacher basically shows you a video of a fox getting skinned. Fuck. Like alive. That's hot. You should, they showed that to children. Now I'm thinking about it. That's fucked that's up. That's actually... I don't know if that's, I don't know if that's legal. That's definitely not legal. <laughs> I'm sure that's what people said. Oh my God. That's awful. And apparently it put people off for ages of like eating meat and stuff. Which is exactly why but it was a fox. Not, sorry, is a fox. Yeah, okay. seeing like animals and like Jesus. Yeah, because it was supposed to say something about how like animals like treated badly and stuff, which I absolutely believe they are. Oh, um, <laughs> phones on loud, but on silent. <laughs> um, but yeah, man. So I didn't join because I knew that would put me off the meeting meet, mm. and um, I watched an I watched a clip of recently from a podcast, and I forget which one, but saying like. It's actually not even proven scientifically that veganism is a healthier lifestyle. Well, there's actually been a lot of studies linking veganism with really bad mental health problems. Yeah, I've seen that. Because yeah. apparently they're not getting all the new, like, nutrition they need. And yeah, there's like a massive correlation between... Because like, vegans say, oh no, you can get your proteins from other sources. It is just not enough. No. Like no, be- no. beans, people say, oh no, I have chickpeas. Like chickpeas compared to a breast of chicken is... Minimal, it's, it's minimal. such it's such there's not enough yeah, protein yeah, yeah. um so yeah a lot of mental health issues in with with vegans which i thought was really interesting yeah no absolutely i saw that jordan peterson's on like a he's on a, he's on the, the carnival diet so yeah. this is mad so they don't eat any vegetables any carbohydrates and they just eat meat yeah he just eats chicken steak um that would be fucked yeah but then he, he says it's like he's on but yeah so he he had he's had a lot of um Problems. A lot of ailments, <laughs> a lot of health problems. You know, and, <laughs> you know, like when you look at him, yeah, he's exactly the kind of person who would describe his like as an, as an ailment. <laughs> I mean, I fully see that. He literally looks like he's got ailments. He, he doesn't Ill- look healthy, does he? He doesn't. He just looks a little bit malnourished. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I guess it's because he's not had a potato in so many years. <laughs> um, but yeah, apparently that's cured him of all his all his ailments. Uh, <laughs> Um, so yeah, I thought, yeah, interesting. Yeah, yeah. But um, sorry, going back to a question, yeah, that put me off. Yeah, absolutely, it would put me off, and that's exactly why I don't want to see it. Yeah, I. If I'm honest with you, I love meat, right? Please don't do this packaging thing. Yeah, because I won't. I won't buy as much chicken as I do now. I think it's like really interesting how like I don't necessarily think for like smokers that, that doesn't fucking work. Yeah, I, don't think I used to works. smoke, and like I'm sorry. But you start, you, if, I, if I want a packet of cigarettes, I'm not going to go to the shop and pick up the, the packet of cigarettes and be like, oh, smoking kills. Oh, best not. You know, this is not going to do that. Yeah, exactly. um, and then also, I always found like, 
with the smoke with like tobacco and smoking, mm. the stickers on them were just so ridiculous. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. it's always like a picture of like you know a mum with her newborn baby and she's having a cigarette and just blowing smoke into their face, or like or it's like someone's lost their leg from smoking. It's just yeah, yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. the most extreme ridiculous scenario to the point where you're like, well, that's not going to deter me. That, there's some funny one that I saw. It must have been a meme or something, and it was like. Just a guy who was sat like in his underpants or something and he had his hand, like his head in his hands and it was just like smoking causes infertility. <laughs> that is brilliant. Was it just like this? Just like literally just like Oh my god. Yeah, yeah and it's like they were actually quite like funny. Yeah, no, for sure. So I don't think it, no, but it's interesting because I don't think that would necessarily put smokers off. But you know, you used to have those graphic images of how, like, of lungs or the back of your throat being black or something and, like, all tarred up. But I don't think, like, people really care about themselves. Like, I think people who smoke know it's bad for them. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Like, they yeah, know what yeah. they're getting themselves into. However, I think seeing an animal being, like, slaughtered or something, different. that's different. There's more of an emotional attachment to, like, a cute animal or, like, something that's living. But, like, when you see, like, oh, my lungs will go black if I smoke these cigarettes for the next yeah. 10 years yeah, yeah, there's not yeah. as much emotional attachment to your own lungs yeah. there is a little baby lamb yeah. yeah do you know what I mean like have lambs seen... I feel bad about when I eat lamb I do feel, I love it but have I do feel bad a lamb they are so fucking cute they're so they're cute they're so fucking cute yeah and like yeah yeah I guess we eat them yeah 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 lambuna love it <laughs> Why lamb and not like just like I know mutton is a thing, yeah, but why mutton, mutton's underrated. Yeah, like, mutton doesn't get enough love. Yeah, <laughs> trust. Stop serving lamb. Stop serving mutton instead. Yeah, get those old sheep. The ones have seen a few things. What's that one? Oh, the the, the, the wise sheep. <laughs> the one. I want to take that with them, bro. Um. Well, our next news story, Sam. Mm. Um. So, ancient Rome. <laughs> it's, that sounds old. It's not a, like, let me let me finish. Ancient Rome. It's known for a lot of things. Yeah. The Colosseum, mm. its military tactics, mm. its empire, mm-hmm. and apparently, dildos. What? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, what? this was found. Mm. A, so, a 2,000 year old wooden dildo, <laughs> which has been carved in the shape of a penis, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, has been found near Hadrian's Wall in the UK. Um, and. Yeah, it's basically just it, it. That is it. It's a it's a it's it's a wooden phallus, and everyone's basically it's broken headlines everywhere that basically this is the oldest dildo in the world right now. How do they know it's that old? The archaeologists, they can just tell. <laughs> <laughs> what I'm confused about though is like, okay, it's a it's a it's a carved bit of wood shaped like a penis, yeah. right? And it's by Hadrian's Wall, but what's to say that you know a a Roman soldier was a bit bored and just found a piece of wood and for a bit of a laugh, he, you know, just carved a, a dick and, you know, they probably had a bit of fun with it and a bit of a laugh. Well, what do you mean they had a bit of fun But why are we that? assuming it's a dildo? They might have just been someone was just a bit bored one day and, like, carved a... How do you, yeah. How have they, like, could they tell from, like, carving dating that it'd been, like... I mean, all things time. considered, they, I've seen an image of this, but it looks like a dildo. <laughs> But like, so, many, so many things are dick shaped. No, no, no. Like, this, this is a dick. Well, like, it's got like the bell end, the ball. Like, it's got it's everything. Got the balls. I think it's got the balls. It's yeah, it's yeah, yeah. Balls. We'll we'll put an image up here. <laughs> <laughs> You'll have to edit that, edit that in later. <laughs> you need to remind me. Uh, okay, fine. Bad. 
I um Fairs, I guess. Um That's so yeah. Ancient yeah. Roman dildos. We yeah, love it. Bro, those those ancient ancient folk were kinda of crazy, man. They were loose. They were loose. Roman orgies. Yeah. All the time apparently. Some symposiums. All these famous yeah. What's a symposium? What's that? The famous old philosophers all used oh, to just like. Of course, you bring out the philosophy no, of again, course, <laughs> Mr. Philosophy over there. Of course, of course. So the symposium is basically like a collection of people who come around for like a dinner party or something, and it's where you all discuss ideas. Mm-hmm. And it was like a thing back in the whatever ancient Greek uh, philosopher time. And uh, yeah, so there's a there's a book by Plato called the Symposium, which is another thing altogether. But at these things, they used to just like. They used to fuck each other, man. Yeah. Big shaggers. Big Romans were big shaggers. One thing I just think is actually so interesting (laughs) is like, you know how like, um, you know how homosexuality and like being gay and stuff was such like a taboo Mm. in, I don't know, has been a taboo for like ages. Yeah, yeah. Now it's not so much anymore at all. But you know, that's what I'm saying. Back then, it was like... Mate, everyone fucks everyone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, yeah, it, yeah. It was literally a free for fuck. <laughs> oh, I've not heard that one before. But you're right, it was. It, it was, was a free for fuck. fuck. Everyone fucks everyone. Everyone fucks yeah. everyone. It was a fuck for all. Free yeah. for all. <laughs> free for fuck. Um, so, which just shows how much more advanced the the Romans were compared to like the shit we had in the Middle Ages. Oh, do you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, like... I believe in like the ancient civilizations and shit being super intelligent mm. and all of that. So um, yeah, man. I, I <laughs> but fair. So basically, the ancient Romans. I'm not surprised they were using dildos. To be fair with you, man. Neither am I. I'm, They're notoriously horny, horny people, yeah. and you know, fair play to if them. If anything, I'm a little disappointed that it was made out of wood. I thought they were smarter really? than that. Got to watch out the splinters. Splinters. Oh, God, that's actually awful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I guess you know when. A Roman needs to go. They need to go. Maybe you know. Need to, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, right, Sarah, do you like olive oil? Uh, what do you, what do, you, do, you uh, do you like olive oil? Yeah, with sure. the bread, and the salt. Oh, and salt? yeah, yeah. Well, you're you're in luck. Do you like coffee? Oh, well, you're in luck, my friend. Oh yeah. Uh, because Starbucks mm. has officially launched their first ever olive oil infused coffee in Italy. I'm alright, thanks. <laughs> Mate, this thing. What like, go on? So the chief executive Howard Schultz says olive oil's unexpected velvety, buttery flavour enhances the coffee and lingers. Um, um, and lingers beautifully on the palate. Um, if I'm honest with you, I like olive oil. Keep that shit up, my coffee. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, looks okay. No. You know. Okay. So I'm not- I, I, I would try it once mm. uh, to, to get an opinion on it, but. I'm fine. If I go my whole life without having olive oil in coffee, then, you know, I can die a happy man. So I'm going to Italy in July. Bro, you've got, you got to do it. I'll try it. We'll get but, your review. But, you it's coming what? to the UK as well, by the way. Not It's not just okay. Italy. Well, so you know how they were saying that the, like, buttery... Velvety taste. Velvety taste enhances it. Yeah, so you know I've had, like, my weird food habits before. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, so, like, one weird thing that I used to do when I was younger is I used to put, like... You know, like clover, the marmalade, the butter? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So one weird thing I used to do when I was younger is I used to put, like, a tea- <laughs> I used to put, like, a teaspoon of butter in my tea. That's fucked. You're a sick man. <laughs> do you still do that now? No, 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 of course not. Uh, That's, oh, mate, I, 
I because that's <laughs> I have a thing about butter. Like unless it's lightly spread on toast, I hate the smell of butter. I hate the look of it. No, no, no. Okay. I hate the feeling of it. Butter. If if someone, I don't, I don't know what it is. If I see someone eating butter, like just pure butter. That makes me feel sick. You're a weirdo, man. No, you're the weird. You're no, putting no. butter in your tea, man. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? You don't like light? You don't like, bro, butter. No, I just, there's something about it. And for many, for a lot of years, actually, I didn't have butter on toast. I literally just went straight jam or what honey. What the fuck? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've, I've, I've slowly started getting more into it. But like, there's something about just eating pure. It has to be on bread. It has to be on bread. And tea. Yeah, no, you're sick. You're, you're fucked in the head, mate. <laughs> That's so nice. You can make it like extra creamy, like. Oh, do you reckon it would go nice in this bit? <laughs> I would. I would do you know what? It. I should have said that. No, I will. I would try it. I would try it. But yeah, man, butter and tea, raise it. And like, I've you know, okay, so you know when you go to restaurants and you get those little like butter packages, like the little oh yeah yeah, yeah. I'll eat one. Really? Just tr- Look, like straight butter. That's interesting. Yeah, yeah, guys, let up. us know. Let us know if you also have a weird butter fetish yeah, like I'm Sarah that. does. Sarah yeah, does. Oh, raw dog butter. <laughs> Um, all right, Sarah, my last little bit of news. Mm. Um, so we've been talking a lot about chat GPT, mm. AI, yeah, yeah, yeah. how we're all fucked, <laughs> right? Um, so are you aware of the game Go? Uh, it's basically like, it's like chess. It's a abstract strategy game of two players. And back in 2017, um, AI beat the Grandmaster at Go. And it made all these headlines, and that was like, oh shit, AI, AI is serious now. So, wait, sorry. Yeah, Carol, bit of a background. Like, what, what's Go? Is it basically chess? It's basically advanced chess. Okay, okay. Yeah, fine. yeah. So, um, yeah, so uh, the AI beat the Grandmaster at, um, at Go. Um, however, there's been a turn of events. Oh, right? doggy. So, for the first time since 2017, an amateur. Go player, who isn't a grandmaster, he's an amateur, mm. has managed to beat AI 14 times out of 15. Wow. So, man has fought back. And we're Whoa. winning. So This guy must fuck. So, <laughs> so this guy, the funny thing is that this guy's not even good at Go. He's shit. He basically just like watched loads of um, AI playing and he basically found a loophole in, um, in the AI software mm. um, and was basically able to exploit it and beat pretty much beat the AI every single time. Yeah. Which is really exciting. Yeah, like, for sure. This is great. Well, it's the thing, I think I heard it on another podcast. Mm. Uh, might have been Shits and Gigs. But, um, yeah, so one of the hosts, James, he was talking about how when you play, like, against the computer instead of against other people, it's just, like, not as good. Like, the computer does, like, weird shit that, like, people just wouldn't do. Well, because they're thinking, like... Well, because the music's so able be- to think. It's so weird. You can make the computer think, like, more moves ahead, like, ahead. Like, on chess.com. Really? Yeah, so you can select, like, two moves ahead, three moves ahead. So you basically turn up the how strategic they're thinking, almost. Yeah, but it's almost, like, unrealistic, because, obviously, really? playing against a computer... Because, also, I think the thing that, like, computers have that humans the computers don't have that humans do is that humans are reactive on emotion as well and i think that mm. does definitely play a part it plays a massive factor in, yeah in, in a multitude of like you know games sports whatever so yeah i don't know interesting that you say that but i'm not surprised that someone could not outthink it but work out a way 
around around it, the AI. Because when I first read the story, I thought that's really funny. It's like someone's so shit at Go. That's what I thought. That, that like yeah. the AI can't even predict their move. Yeah. It's a bit like when I play poker. I remember I used to play poker at uni. Which yeah. is a bit, I'm really shit at poker, and um, I would like just do really irrational moves, and like people wouldn't be able to know because they're like, if you've done that, like. You almost play so shitly that you're beyond reason and people can't, like, call your bluff and stuff. It's quite yeah. funny, but I thought that would be, yeah, fairly similar. Yeah, there um, was this one guy at school, I remember, who used to, uh, we used to play poker at, like, lunch and stuff. Mm. And uh, it was fucked, man. They used to operate on, like, IOUs and you'd bet, like, really? 10 p, 20p, like, shit like that, yeah. And people took it seriously. You'd get raised, like, 50 quid, <laughs> Fuck. 100 quid, like... I was just thinking, hell fucking no, I'm out. Like, you know, as soon as someone raised, like, like a note, like a fiver. I'm out. I'm out. I'm, I'm out. done. Yeah, don't yeah. Chat to me. Keep, keep my fifty p. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't chat to me if you're trying to hit me with a piece of paper because I'm yeah. not about that. I would yeah. love to be good at poker, but like, bro, this guy, you couldn't. He would just like, you'd all go it like play, and then he'd just be like twenty pound. The states would be like a pound. Yeah, he'd be like twenty pound. Be like, but I've got good cards. But then it's like, but I don't want to lose. And so, like, he was just so, like, couldn't predict his movements. Really? And boom, man. He gets in that head. He got so much money at school. Shit. I can't even, like, I stopped playing with him. Is he, is he, where, how, where, how is he now? Is he, is he a professional poker player? I don't know, fucking idea. <laughs> I see him on Instagram and I, he hits up Arsenal games. And that's, <laughs> that's all I know. So, nice. yeah, yeah, first to him, first to him. He's obviously back on the right horse, though. But, uh, yeah. Love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. Uh, well, that's the last bit of news. Okay, cool. I, I've got one for you, actually. Oh, you I've got one for hit you. me back with some news. Yeah, yeah, nice. yeah. I'm going to raise you. <laughs> okay. I'm going to raise you. Bro, do you know who the most followed woman on Instagram is? Um, uh, Kylie Jenner. Is it? I think it's Kylie Jenner. Oh, yeah, Kylie Jenner. Not today. Kylie Jenner has been overtaken on followers on Instagram by none other than the sexy, sorry, that's actually, let me calibrate, the beautiful Selena Gomez. Yeah. So really? Let me just whip up. That's, I wouldn't expect fact. that. Yeah, yeah. Selena I feel like Gomez. there's people who are more, who are more famous and more, do you know what I mean? I have more talent who should be there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, that's Kylie a surprise. Jenner, don't know about that one. But, mate, Selena Gomez, she has taken over and dethroned Kylie Jenner on Instagram. So I think, like, Kylie Jenner was obviously reigning for a while. And I forget how many she had. How many followers do they have? So, Kylie Jenner. I'm going to have to get... Because, you know, it updates like, every day. I'm going to have to get a live... A live leaderboard. A live leaderboard. <laughs> but they're on so many. It's not on, like, they're, like, 14.1 million. But you can see it goes up by 100,000. They're on, like... 300 and something million. So, Selena oh Gomez. God. Sorry, let me start with Kylie Jenner. Kylie Jenner, her current Instagram following as of today when we are recording is 380 million followers on Instagram. Fuck, that is ridiculous. And Selena Gomez? 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 383 million. Oh, damn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, so, that's 3 ridiculous. million more. And, uh, yeah. Crazy. That's like more than the population of like yeah some continents. I can't lie. That's it's after Selena Gomez drops her latest Instagram bro. She's looking yeah goddamn <laughs> goddamn. I rate that loyal man. <laughs> <laughs> no, goddamn. So yeah, kind of mad. Um, yeah, man. 
Selena Gomez deserves it over Kylie, in my opinion. I feel like Selena Gomez has a lot more talent. She can act. She sings. She, she sings? I'm yeah, yeah, yeah. She, she sings. She's dizzy. She fucking sings. Yeah. Right? Uh, like, yeah, and she's, she's you know, she seems nice as well. Whereas I feel like Kylie Jenner's a bit... Like, what's she famous for? Like, what? I mean, what's she famous for? Mm-hmm. Who really knows about the Kardashians? Uh, so no, yeah. of course we know. The Kardashians became famous. Oh, Kim. The Kardashians became famous because Robert Kardashian was OJ Simpson's um, yeah. lawyer. Yeah. And then Kim K. So that would put the whole family in the spotlight. And Kim K was dating Ray J. Yeah. And then Chris Jenner didn't, but definitely did, yeah. leak the sex tape. That is fucking tactical from her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, she 100% did. Oh, of course 100%. she did. And Kanye's come out as well on like record and be like, he definitely did. Like, She's the mastermind of really she, anything Kanye says. She is the mastermind of all their success, I think. Oh, I think she's orchestrated she, the whole thing, putting him in the right places. Like That's why they're this massive empire now. And it's I really think like, it is really interesting because it's like, Obviously, at the time, that must have been, like, horrific for Kim mm. K. But it's, like, now, when you look back, it's, like, like, would you rather that didn't happen? Would you rather... So, you're saying, like, if you had a sex tape... Would you I'm talking it? Kim K in retrospect. Yeah. Now, like, would look back and, like, obviously just be grateful for everything that's happened in her life, surely. Because that whole thing, if that didn't happen, if that leak didn't happen, that awful thing didn't happen, it wouldn't propel them to success. I reckon they would still probably be like Instagram influencers to some degree. Do you reckon they might still be doing a like TV show and that's about No it? way. They wouldn't None. even have the TV show. Of course if it wasn't not, the man. Sex tape. Really? Of course not. I think she probably thinks that I would have got all the success if it wasn't for the sex tape. Nah. I think she probably, yeah. Like, why? She would have just, I mean, she was already a bit of a socialite, right? She was already wang, like, um, hanging around like obviously people like Ray J and Paris Hilton um, I reckon she would have been but what propelled the Kardashian name into success her second dick yeah <laughs> exactly yeah. and everyone knows the video that 240p you know yeah we've all seen it fuzzy very, <laughs> you know Ray J doing his weird yeah. dance <laughs> what, yeah he's I is he was he a singer? Is that what he's favorite? I've never really understood what what Ray J like. Is he a singer or is he just a bloke who shagged Kim Kardashian? No, no, no. He's a, he's a singer, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he had more fame at the time. Right, got yeah. Uh, Ray J. Let me just quickly. I think he's an R and B singer. I want to say. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I feel like did we do we know any songs by him? <laughs> so I saw a picture of him, maybe not. Uh, he did a song called One Wish. Sexy, can I wait a minute? I hit it. So he's first. A, definitely an R and B singer, then. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's got he a... actually did a song called "I Hit It First. <laughs> that, that's definitely about her. Oh yeah, I don't 100%. even know what it is. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely about her. Oh no way! He's the first cousin of Snoop Dogg. No way! Yeah, yeah, what? Yeah. That's mad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, maybe, maybe he'll do the nursery rhyme album as well. <laughs> <laughs> no, just on that, you know, really quickly. Um, did you see what is it? Snoop Dogg no, reckons that Drake. Fuck skin Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Do you think he did? What is it? Wasn't that a bar about how he like? Well, the the the, the, uh, the Kiki song. Kiki, do you love me? Yeah, that one. Like that. That there's theories that that is about Kim K, um, Kim K shagging Drake, and also that was a that was in 2018 when um, the Kanye and Drake beef was like at its at its peak. Um, 
Yeah, it'd be interesting to know. I, I don't. I think it's probably just Drake trying to get inside Kanye's head. Yeah, it's a bit like Drake's claiming that he like killed X. Yeah, have you seen it? That's mad. That yeah, yeah. yeah. His mean, lyrics are so on the nose about that. Yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. He may as well sign a confession. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Do you reckon he? Do you reckon he did? No, I think it's bull- bullshit. Think it's bullshit. There is way too way much at stake for Drake for him to be in- involved in when he ra- he can rap about mob ties and stuff like that. He is way too has way too much at stake to be getting involved in all of that. Do you reckon? I mean, look at um, oh, who is it? Um, Young Thug. You know, he's had like he's he's facing charges and facing time in prison. Like that's what happens when you if you're that famous and you get involved in all this stuff, it eventually comes back to bite you in the ass. I don't think Drake would ever get involved in stuff like that. Yeah, but there's a difference between between Drake and Young Thug. Like Drake is a global superstar. Yeah, exactly. He's got more to lose, so that's why he probably doesn't get involved in all yeah, that. It's all just chat. Like, it's all just image. Like, it's all just no. But he's got like that, like that Jeffrey Epstein brother. Do you reckon? Yeah. Mm. If anyone could cover the shit up, so he, you he think he's just got a mad like he just pays people off? Um, I don't think anyone could cover it up. It would be someone like him. Mm. And then I don't know why he'd spit about that though. But then, but you know, it's not just the lyric. You know, it's not just the lyrics of the song. You know. Um, X said, if I die, it's Drake's fault. Literally said that, and then he died, like, I think it might have been within the month, but yeah. Mm. Absolutely mm. mad. I I don't know. Like, these are, this is some of the shit that we'll never find out about. We'll never I'm, know. Oh, bro! I've got, sorry, Go another on. news of the week that we need to talk about, and this might be outdated by the time Go this on. comes out. Bro, that girl who claims that she might be Madeline McCann. I didn't hear about this. What? No? You didn't hear about this? This is I mean, the, there's been there's been loads of people. No, no, no. Really? This is like new. I think it's a girl called oh, Julia. Shit. Um, bro. Wait, how does she know she's Madeline McCann? She, bro. There is this girl from Poland who claims to be Madeline McCann. Apparently, the Polish police have brought her out. Oh, but, <laughs> but you know what? Let me just quickly talk about. So there's this girl Julia who basically thinks that she was Madeline McCann because yeah, she her teacher claimed that she wasn't in school for like the entire time. There's no, apparently she claimed there's no pictures of her mum when she was pregnant. Shit. Um, apparently she doesn't remember much of her childhood, but she remembers being abused and she remembers being abused by one of the, like, people who was, like, one of the lead suspects in the Madeleine McCann case. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, she has the same fleck in her eye, similar face shape. Um, Fuck. The only thing that could be potentially wrong yeah. is that she is, I think she's 21 and Madeleine would have been 19. No. <laughs> but okay. She said that there's a possibility that like her age could have been lied about or something. Her age has been mis Yeah. I mean you know So but then she might not know her own birthday, so maybe she is like That's what I'm saying. Yeah, 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 yeah That's yeah. crazy. So apparently she like broke her silence and then like uh basically what the fuck is that? Fox is fucking or something. I think that is Fox's shagging. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um yeah, so she basically like claimed all of this, came out on social media. Madeline McCann's parents have agreed to do DNA tests. But like her family have really? come out and been like, she is just BSing. She is just doing it for doing the fame. Doing it for the fame, doing it for the attention. She's got problems. They've tried to really? help her. I don't know what to believe, man. The DNA test will say it all. Oh. I'd love to know, get to the bottom of the Madeline McCann. Oh. I hope in our lifetime, 
we get to the bottom of it because that, that, that that's been this has been an investigation that's been going our whole lifetimes. It's like one of the most famous child abductions. Yeah, I would love to. I mean, the reality of it is that she's like it's really sad, but she's probably just dead. No, oh, yeah. But like, I would love to just know exactly what happened. Like I, someone out there knows. You know, I've always believed that in our lifetime we will find out. But surely, the more the further we get on, the less we're gonna like. Do you think we're gonna find out in in our lifetime where Madeleine McCann is? Yeah, that she might be dead. I just thought like we'll find out at some point. Imagine if like she's alive. Because don't you think the person who pulled it off and got away with it for all of that time at some point would kind of want to show off about it? So even on like deathbed, would like admit, admit it. Yo, guess what I did? I'm the Madeleine. Yeah, imagine. Yeah. Because okay, I'll give you an example. Go on. Do you know the story of D.B. Cooper? D.B. Cooper, what's that? D.B. Cooper. Who's bro. that? Bro, this is nuts. Okay, go on, go so, on, go on. actually, so D.B. Cooper is basically this guy, and I'm actually just going to get the exact details up. I'm not going to read the whole story, but I just want to know exactly what year it was. D.B. Cooper is one... D.B. Cooper is one of the most famous flight hijackers in the world a flight hijacker he hijacked a flight <gasps> do you know about i this? fucking have heard in, in like in like D. the 60s Cooper. or something in, in yes yes in i have heard about this guy yeah 1971 yeah. he was aboard a boeing 727 yeah got in a plane and i think like he must have said something like his name was dan cooper but on the flight flight ticket to db cooper he got in a plane and he basically handed a note to the one of the air stewardesses and opened his, his briefcase and it looked like a bomb and he basically handed her a note to be like i'm gonna need uh i think it was like a hundred thousand dollars or something um Fuck. he's gonna need x amount of, he needs yeah a hundred thousand dollars or something a certain amount of money right or he's gonna basically blow up the plane he said he's got a a bomb on the plane and he was like super fucking just like straight faced about it yeah so basically, they devised a plan where they were going to ground the plane. He was going to stay on the aircraft with the bomb. They were going to then give him the cash on the plane. And he requested the cash on the plane and like two parachutes. No, right. parachutes. Um, and then ordered for the plane to be like taken off again once it landed. And he's on the plane. And he's on the plane. So he basically got what? the plane grounded, cash handed to him, everyone else removed from the plane. plane they gave him the cash. They, they gave g- him the cash. Okay. They gave him the parachute and then took off the plane. Like they, they took off the plane with yeah, him yeah. on the plane. D.B. Cooper, they gave him four parachutes. He then took two of them. One of the parachutes, which they intended to give him, was a fake parachute. It was oh. just a sealed bag. Basically. No. This guy is so fucking smart. He knew they were going to pull that. And he really? Took two parachutes. Right? Now, on this plane, yeah, he basically jumped out of the plane with his cash and with two parachutes. There were military parachutes, so they weren't able to be, like, steered or controlled. Okay. And, uh, yeah, one of the parachutes he took was a fake one. Jumped out the plane, never found. No, no body was found. I think some of the cash was found. I think some of the cash was found. Really? That's yeah, so yeah. interesting. He asked for $200,000 in $20 bills. And he's just vanished off the face of No way. Wait, why is there not a film made about this guy? That's sick. Interestingly enough, Prison Break actually had a little reference about it. Oh, really? 
Have you seen Prison Break? I've heard about a lot of Ali, but I've not seen oh it. Oh my gosh, bro! Prison Break, sick series. Prison Break actually had a little, a little thing about him. In really? It, and they made he was actually played quite an integral part in season one and two. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was a character. Like, does he? He was a character. No way! He that's so character. cool. And one of the most notorious things about D.B. Cooper is basically that people think he survived, and I think it's quite likely that he survived. And they think he's w- walking around. Nah, no, nah, nah. So this was in the seventies. Okay. He actually. So no one obviously knows who he is. He had all this cash back then. Four hundred thousand dollars. Two hundred thousand dollars. Hell of a lot of money, right? Hell of a lot of money. So I don't know what happened, but I think there's been three people who have claimed to be D.B. Cooper. Really? But there was only one super realistic one where a guy was on deathbed. Apparently, I think he moved to Mexico, met his wife on deathbed. When he met his wife, by the way, he had a limp. Okay. He had a limp. And he had money. Just a bag. Yeah. And on his deathbed, he said to his wife, I'm BB Cooper. No way. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, if you're going to say that to your, your wife in your dying moments, yeah, yeah, yeah. That probably is. I I believe Shit. that was him. However, it's a mystery. The FBI have basically claimed that he would not have been able to survive that because also the weather was like super bad. But really, surely they would have found some kind of a body or something. Yeah, must have done. Yeah, that's so interesting. Very very interesting. DB Cooper. I'm gonna look. Cooper. I'm definitely gonna research that after yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, uh, that's yeah, interesting. Yeah. Very very interesting. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Oh, the man in the can thing. Yeah. Anyway. Cool, bro. Let's, um, I think that's the news of the week covered. News of the week done. Cool. Um, so our next segment, as always, we've got our debate of the week. Oh my God. This one's a doozy. This one's a big one. Um, so, um, everyone remembers Sh- Shamima Begum. Shamima? Is that how you pronounce Shemima, it? Shamima, I think. Uh, Shamima Begum. Um, she was one of three East London schoolgirls who travelled to Syria mm. in 2015 to join the Islamic State group. So she's 23 now? She's 23 now and she was 15 years old um, when she joined the um, joined the terrorist organisation. Um, so she was uh, born in the UK, so she's British. She's of uh, a Bangladeshi heritage. Okay. Um, and back in 2019, her citizenship was completely revoked. Um, so now, um, uh, Shamima Begum, uh, now 23, um, she's appealed this decision to revoke her citizenship and it has been rejected. Um, and the internet is divided. Mm. Right? Um, so some people are saying, well, she chose to join a terrorist organisation when they're at the height of their power. She, sh- she doesn't deserve to be a British citizen. And other people are saying, well, actually... She is, she was 15 at the time of being brainwashed by Isla, uh, the Islamic State. Um, so she should have British, British citizenship and um, she should be allowed to come over here. And it's also worth noting that she has lost three children out in, um, uh, out, out in Syria. Um, so, yeah, it's obviously taken a bit of a toll on her. And in all the interviews we've seen, like, she definitely does seem remorseful and she really wants to, to get back to British soil. Sarav? What is your opinion? Uh, yeah, I've got my opinion, and then we've got the for this something for the purpose of the. Go on. I I do think that she should be able to come back to the yeah. country. I do. If I'm honest, mm-hmm. I absolutely do think that. Um, it seems obvious to me. She was born here. Yeah. She made a, like 
obviously a grave mistake. Um, she was young, she's 15. 15. We all do stupid shit at 15. And, you know, I really do believe that at the age of 15, you know, it wouldn't have been a snap decision. There would have been brainwashing and stuff. You know, I, I believe that people are impressionable and that she, you know, yeah, basically that she was impressionable, got persuaded. I mean, look, grooming's the thing. That's essentially what happened to her. She, she was, was groomed. groomed. So, like, if she was groomed, and this is actually a point to make, right? If Shemima Begum was groomed, and then loads of awful things basically happened to her, such as assaulted, etc., mm-hmm. etc., et everyone would feel so bad for her, yeah? But the same tactics were used, but she joined ISIS. Now, what I'm trying to say is, is that you've kind of got to, maybe this is a really stupid point, you've kind of almost got to accept the fact that she was groomed and she was manipulated to get there and persuaded. However, did she join, get there, think, oh, this isn't as good as I thought it would be, and then left? So is she genuinely remorseful or is she remorseful because she saw it, did it, was like, not for me? This isn't like what I was sold, and then left. Is that still grooming? I don't know. But then I think that that probably is the same. That is the same as grooming, because yeah, that's how they do it. That's how they they brainwash people. That's how they sort of get them to. They promise them things and they sort of lie and deceit. And that's probably why she went over there. Yeah. Um, I think the way I feel about it is ultimately her going all the way to Syria um, when she was fifteen years old. That is a failure of the UK system. Mm. Like, that's the failure of our government if she has been driven to the point where she's going to go join ISIS. Mm-hmm. Um, she's our problem. She should, she's still a British citizen. She was born here. Yeah. She made very, like, I'm not defending Shamima Begum like she's, like, a stupid, stupid person. But at the end of the day, she was 15, mm. right? She should be allowed to come back and she should be prosecuted. Okay, fine, yeah. She should be prosecuted for obviously they'll take into account her being 15 at the time and they should properly prosecute her um, and she should face the consequences in this country, not elsewhere. No, I agree. I think it's wrong. Like, since when did we start, like, banishing people? Do you know what I mean? That's, like, medieval shit. Like, I just, it, it, see, it doesn't quite sit right with me. And you know what? If she was a fully consenting adult and she was 23 years old and did this, I think there's an argument to be made that she should she shouldn't be allowed back in the country. Mm. But she was 15. No, I, I agree. I think... If you consider the legality of, like, the situation, if someone, like, hasn't changed their citizenship and then committed a crime, mm. they would be, like... Actually, interestingly, I swear when people commit crimes abroad, the embassy steps in to get them back to home turf, and then they serve a sentence in the UK. Or, for example... Clearly, they've made, a, like, an exception here. Well, yeah, just no, that's the thing, because she hasn't actually changed her citizenship. So, she, I, I agree, she should definitely be sentenced, but maybe come back here. But, 100%. I don't know. I think, like, there's an interesting point that someone made earlier today when we spoke about this before. And that's, that, like, there's definitely an element of the fact that she's, like, people are saying, oh, like, she should be able to come back or whatever. Because there's definitely an element of, like, pretty privilege. There's no denying she might have been No, 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 no. I've got a serious yeah. point to make. Yeah, there's okay. no denying that so you, she's looking, she's looking all right. But so you think that because she's glowed up, 
you think that people are being a bit... 100%. Easy? 100%. 100%. No. I know, oh, I know, I know for a fact that there's some guys who are our age who are like sat behind their computer screen and seeing her and they're just like, oh, Rob, bring her back, <laughs> innit? Do you know what I mean? <laughs> <sighs> so more like one a piper. <laughs> <laughs> not me. Just to clarify, not me. I'm just saying, I know for a fact there's some people out there who are thinking that. But listen, I think I saw a TikTok comment which has been like, Shemaima's in a bad bad gal Insta... (laughs) A bad gal Insta Insta vibe, and I love it. (laughs) Nah, but no, listen. If if there was a guy (laughs) who was in a similar situation, a 14-year-old boy, who... A 14-year-old Asian boy who went over... Same thing happened. Said, "Oh, I'm gonna come back to the UK," and like had a beard, and like maybe was like a yeah. bit butters, whatever, rude. But you get what I'm trying to say. I think people's opinions might be a bit different. I, I think yeah. I think public opinion probably would be slightly different. I think it is the same situation. Like it is the same situation. Yeah. But like yeah, I think yeah, I probably the the. Yeah, you might be right. I feel like... There's an element of pretty privilege. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So you think if she was... Hadn't had her glow up... Yeah. She'd... I think more people would be like, keep her out. Yeah. I don't know. I, I just... She, like, she has expressed remorse. Mm. The other thing I was thinking about, right? Why would you want to come back? I, I get she's a British citizen. and She, you know, she identified with, you know, being a British person for the first 15 years of her life. What I'm confused about is why would you want to come back to the UK if you know all of the onslaught of horrible abuse, which you will inevitably get for coming back? Do you know uh, what I mean? Where is she at the moment? She's in Syria. Is she still in Syria? Um, one sec. Yeah. Bro, she probably hasn't seen her family. She's still in Syria? Yeah. She's in northern Syria at the moment. Yeah, she wouldn't have seen her family. Yeah, but like you have to admit, her life will be fucking miserable when yeah. she comes back to the UK, and it's crazy that she like. If anything, that shows how remorseful she actually is. That she's like, I want to come back to the UK, even though like, I guess maybe being in Syria is just she way is worse. She's actually than... a prisoner in yeah. Syria. She yeah, can't, yeah. She can't go anywhere. She can't see anyone, bro. She's got no options in the UK. She could come back, serve her sentence, and you know, in theory, get out one day mm. and then live her life. And I think something that would be really... I can't lie. She's got a story to tell. But I 100% want to hear. 100%. I, I know that she's done some bad things, but she has seen the inside of what happened. And you, there's not many people we can speak to who have ha- had that inside no track. No way at all. And she'll be able to say it as... Kind of in an un... Well, I guess it would be somewhat biased, but she went in kind of hoping to obviously be a part of this organisation. That'd be fascinating to like, get her in a room and speak to her and understand what was going through your mind um, when you made that decision. Because that's a big decision yeah. to make at the age of 15. That's what I'm saying, man. It'd be really interesting to leave home by yourself without yeah. your parents. And just you go. To, I believe to like get in is like you have to be, you have to fly to Turkey and you have to get to the east, to the co- to the border, east of Turkey, and you have to be smuggled in. Really, in like a 
van and apparently because I've, I've read a bit on it and it's like apparently like you don't know when you're gonna go you just get told one day like really now you're going go and you get smuggled over the border and like then you have to go into like the occupied land uh it's all a bit mad but um yeah man she's definitely got a story to tell she get on the pod <laughs> No, but special like, guest. It would be it'd be fascinating. I think it'd also be fascinating to know what actually goes down. I would love to just hear about what <laughs> like, <laughs> like what's the day to day of of an ISIS soldier? Like what do they do? I don't know, man. They've been pretty quiet these days, haven't they? They've got sort of they fell off. <laughs> <laughs> do you know what I mean? They kinda of did fall off. Yeah. Um Have they shrunk? I think they did. I think um I can't remember they what it was, but yeah, I think they like got pushed back quite a lot. Yeah, mm. I don't know, man. There's been other shit going on at the moment, I guess, that we yeah. haven't heard so much about. But yeah, so yeah, I don't know. As I said, I agree that she should be coming back um, and be trialed here, but I definitely think that a lot of people should think about like, do they actually want her back? Or is it like, bit of pretty privilege mm. but i agree i think morally she should come should, back yeah. because she at the end of the day she is the uk's problem and we need to deal with her you can't just leave her out yeah in, yeah I just, yeah i think at what point did she commit her crime so it was in turkey and she crossed the smuggled and joined so i, I don't know the I, I don't know the legal process for trying people who have broken the law yeah so apparently the home office said um that like uh spokesman said if you knew what we knew Mm. like you would you would change your opinion because really? apparently that she is a threat to security but I just think how the fuck can a 15 year old who went to Syria be a threat and like what are they implying that she's like going to be like a spy or something or going to commit terrorist act here maybe that she would be a spy but I don't think so I, think I don't think be, so either the, the amount of monitoring of her activity if she came back would be insane so yeah I think yeah I think it's wrong I think it's wrong that they've that they've not brought her back. She I, needs to face consequences in the UK. She's a British, she's a UK citizen. Yeah. No, I agree. But I don't, she does have a child apparently. I know she's lost three of them, is what I read. Oh no, yeah, she lost. Sure. But she got another one. No, no, no. Um, yeah, no, I, I don't know, man. I think it's a, it's a difficult one. Obviously. Maybe she could be a threat, but based on the fact that, like, for example, she's not wearing a hijab or covering, like, up and stuff. Yeah. I feel like surely that's an indication that she's not a spy. That's true. That she's, yeah. Because I think, like, aren't, like, those who run ISIS pretty religious when they wouldn't allow You'd be expected. If you, she was still in, in ISIS, she'd be expected to wear her hijab. Yeah, I even don't as that. a spy, I don't think yeah. allow that to be permissible but what she how could she spy she's not really they're not gonna let her in government are they like, <laughs> like what's she like what's she gonna do yeah what's like she... right, it's the worst spy ever yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. like she went to like yeah <laughs> yeah, like, yeah 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 but no I, I feel like it's a it's mad but yeah it's a very complex issue but yeah, yeah i think i think we're both in agreement there that she should definitely yeah definitely be returned back to the uk 100%. yeah <laughs> Yeah, cool. So onto a more light hearted one and definitely not a debate. Bro, should we talk about something that's like popping off in the UK at the moment? Go on. Um 
arguably the most entertaining series of The Apprentice. Can we talk about it? Probably. I'm loving it. Yeah, you're loving it. You're loving it. Right, I've got some opinions. Go on. Okay, in terms of candidates, I think this is the most questionable season for candidates. Okay, when you say questionable, do you mean in terms of, like, their skills and expertise and experience, or do you mean in terms of, like... Okay, so, previously, if my understanding is correct, right? Go on. Apprentice candidates all used to mildly have a business already. It wasn't necessarily... Yeah. And um, it wasn't necessarily, like... No, yeah, I think they all used to have a business happening, right? But according to all of the stuff that's read, these are all people who are looking for an investment in their business that they're hoping to start, one that hasn't already started. That's one thing I've noticed. Secondly, excuse me, I feel like the demographic of candidates has just massively gone down in age. I remember back in the day when I used Did to watch... Did it used to be older people? 100%. Really? Like, of course. I remember when I was younger and I used to watch The Apprentice, there was like a wider variety of people. Because I remember when they used to do tasks about like school kids, stuff like that. Um, so for example, you have to design, in like in this series, they had like a child's lunchbox. But in previous series, they had used to have stuff where you have to design like a, an advert for like, t- for like kids or something. For some kind of product or the other. Mm. And I remember there used to be candidates who used to be like, yeah, I'm the perfect person for this. I've got kids this age. Really? Blah, 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 blah. And this year, I feel like everyone's like super young. They're all early 20s. they all like yeah. late 20s, I think. Yeah, they, yeah, yeah. It's massively dramatised the show. However, it's a sick season. It's I'm so it. fucking dope. It. It's super, super entertaining. Yeah. Super entertaining. I, I don't usually watch The Apprentice. Mm. I've watched this season. I wonder why. Well, yeah. Well, <laughs> you explain. Okay. So, we, myself and Rory, actually happened to know one of the candidates on The Apprentice, um, Avi Sharma. Big up, Avi. Big up, Avi. Big up, Avi. <laughs> we love him. You, you're killing it. And, um, yeah, just a bit of background. So, we went to university with Avi. Um, I actually lived with him in third year. Um and yeah, we're we're still we're still good mates, and uh, yeah, big off Harvey. I actually checked with him to make sure I could speak about him in this episode because I, I yeah just wanted to make sure that he was cool with it. But yeah, Avi's killing it, um, along with like a few other people in the Apprentice. I do definitely think there's some strong candidates this year. There's a few that are not so good, I have to say, but, yeah. but I think there's a few that are pretty good and um and doing well. But bro, this year the Apprentice has been fucking joked. Have yeah. you been fucking joked? Avi for me is the stat. Like I'm not saying this because he's my mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Genuinely, he has been the amount of memeable quality there is from Avi is I love it. Yeah, it's yeah, brilliant. Yeah, yeah. The bit, the classic bit is when <laughs> you know they always they always do they always go into the Apprentice house here. We've got to wake up. We've got 20 minutes to get ready. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They just come in, open the door, and switch on the lights, and Avi's there, fully clothed, just like this. <laughs> Mate, that bit, I, I oh, honestly, he, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think he's he's carrying this whole show. Oh, 100%. He 100% is. It's so funny. What? It's all about the faces. Oh, it's yeah. all about the faces. They've capitalised on, like, focusing on the faces he pulls. Yeah, like, mate. Like, but big off Abby, he's won two tasks as PM. He has. He's Yeah, he's going for the hat trick, exactly. isn't he? Exactly. He's made, you know, and, like, here's to him. 
putting more faces and catching no cases on the, from the sugar. Yeah. yeah, I actually just wanted to share a story about Andy because, like, obviously everyone's talking about him at the moment. He's doing these music videos and stuff as well, which is just hilarious. The music bit, I love him. You know yeah. that I what I like. Usually, I'd like skip an episode, but I'm like. Like, I want to watch it so I can watch Abby's exactly. uh, Abby's rap. Yeah, They're yeah, getting yeah. better. Yeah, 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 the yeah. latest one, best one yet. Do you think? Oh, hands down, hands down. I yeah. love it. I thought the first one was so fucking strong. Yeah. Um, which one was that again? Was it eighteen of us looking all mean? I say it's not been in my rotation. But I did it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Not... But um, no, I just wanted to tell a story about Abby actually because obviously he's got all these videos and people are probably thinking like, who is this guy? But I wanted to explain that this is who Avi Sharma is and has been. Like, so yeah, Avi Sharma is this guy to make music videos. It did not surprise me in the slightest because he's just like this. He's an extravagant guy and he likes doing like orchestrating like these big events and big things. And I'll give you an example. Rory and I both had the pleasure of attending his 21st birthday party. Oh, yeah. Abby's 21st birthday party, and the only way I can describe it is it was like a wedding where Abby was marrying Abby. <laughs> it was honestly like guys actually such a good it was so fun. He invited so many people. There was so much food. The drinks were flowing. The music was popping. It was a great night. Great there was performances, night. speeches. Um, I did a poem along with some other people about him, which was jokes. Um, not to big myself up. <laughs> but what was really funny is that Avi did a dance at his own 21st birthday. Oh my God, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. He came out in a gold jacket <laughs> with two, like, um, came out in a gold jacket with two supporting dancers and he did a book dance with both of them so and funny. what's jokes is that i remember in the lead up to his birthday at like yard when we were living with him that he would be like we'd be like Abby, where were you like what were you doing today He'd be like, oh don't worry just doing some stuff on my birthday just doing some stuff on my birthday and he comes out in this gold jacket and he does a dance his own birthday with these two girls and it is so fucking funny and it was so good but yeah Avi like is just like this. He is an extravagant guy. He's a big personality, and yeah, just I'm um, glad you're taking that energy forward with you. He, what I love about Avi is that he's a man with just the most inspiring amount of confidence. Yeah, do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like I love it. Like he's just the most, he's always and he's always been like that. Yeah, it's not yeah. like it's just he's like this for the Apprentice. He is just has such an amazing amount of confidence. I love it. No, it's absolutely, great. it's great. But now nah, the Apprentice season has been really, really like just super entertaining. At first, um, yeah, I did just think, oh, like, the calibre of, like, the candidates is, like, different. But yeah. now I just, like, recognise it. it is actually way more interesting. Because I remember I stopped watching The Apprentice. And the reason really? why is because I found it boring. Really? But this has been entertaining. This mm. has been an entertaining TV series. So big up to the producers as well. Step, step, in the step, step because it's, it's have, a good season. Obviously, you've been watching The Apprentice for a while. Have they upped the budget? Because... I don't, I mean, I watched it years and years ago, but I don't remember them going to, like, Dubai and stuff. Nah, they didn't go to so many places. Because they, they're, like, every other episode, they're going abroad somewhere. Yeah. Like, it's, I don't remember them doing that. In all I seasons. remember, excuse me, I remember in, like, early season, seasons, they'd maybe go away, like, once or, like, twice or something. But, no, like, once, maybe, abroad. Okay. But this time, yeah, it seems like... It's like every other episode. Yeah, 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 That's great for the contestants. Oh, Free holiday. Imagine. You get to yeah. travel around and stuff. It's yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. Um, yeah, cool, man. Anyway, let's... Um, 
we move on to the let's move on yeah yeah let's move on um also actually just just sorry quick very quickly on the apprentice mm. what i love most about the apprentice <laughs> the what i love most about the apprentice very quickly is you know when um one of the team wins and he and lord sugar says right i'm sending it off to this theater thing to go do this right and then and then you see them now having this loads of fun and then it cuts to the losing team and they're always in the same fucking cafe called the Bridge Cafe and they're all sitting there and it plays the sad piano music and they're all drinking these miserable cups of tea. So I looked this up, right? Because I thought, oh, this, this cafe's like, must be like a studio. It's a real cafe. No way. It's a real cafe. I was going to say, it must be a studio. No, it's not. It's because I, I was thinking like, God, imagine if that was your cafe and the apprentice has purposely chosen it as the loser cafe to be as miserable as possible. Um, so it's called the Bridge Cafe and it's in West Acton and looked it up, 4.5 out of 5 stars on TripAdvisor. Oh, right. So yeah, pretty bad. Maybe we should head down. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I need to ask Abby what the Bridge the bridge Cafe is like. Cafe, yeah, 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 cool. Um, right, um, next topic. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I went to watch Ant-Man. Mm. Quantum Mania. Mm. I know you're not a massive Marvel fan. I'm not a massive Marvel fan. Um, but I did want to just get something off my chest. Get it off. Um, so I went to watch this film, and this uh, obviously the Marvel franchise has been going on since 2008 with the first Iron Man. So it's been going on like way over 10 years now. And watched this film, and I've noticed that Marvel now has sort of shifted from quantity over quality. So they have been, the last two years, they have they have pumped out 18 different projects across film and TV. 18 in two years. Whereas before it used to be like two a year. So now it's got to the point where they've sort of slightly been dipping in quality. And I was watching Ant-Man and I've honestly never been so unimpressed with a film in my life. It was just like watching it. They spend this whole, they spend the whole, the whole film in the quantum realm, right? Which is supposed to be this really weird and wacky world and it's all cgi and not i did not believe it was real for one second like off the back of like avatar avatar 2 like it was it felt so fake and it literally looked like a bunch of actors running around behind a volume stage or a green screen and it was just awful and like by the end like there were so many like forced jokes in it and like none of them landed the action was unforgettable and you're just watching it like Oh my god! Like this is like the Marvel films used to be really, really exciting. They were like an event, and there was a stretch of time for about five years where Marvel didn't have any misses. They were always at least very good films, right? Um, And now, like they're all just like you watch them, you're just I just feel quite empty afterwards. And then, obviously, if you don't know, like Marvel always do like a post-credit teaser at the end, sort of teasing the future, future installments and stuff. And they do this every time to kind of build up excitement and anticipation for like the future of the franchise. Mm. And you watch it and it teases up, oh, this is what's going to happen in the next um, the next film. But like, I've just sat through two hours of absolute shit, right? And I've like the last three films before that have also been shit. And I think I'm almost checked out, you know. No way. I think I'm checked out. And I've been watching this since 2008. Went to watch Iron Man, the first Iron Man with my dad. And now I'm just at the point now where I'm like, I don't know what I can do anymore. I'm going to give it one more chat. If Guardians of the Galaxy 3 is good, which I'm excited for because James Gunn's obviously directing, um, if that if that sucks, I'm out. I'm checked out because I just, it's just, it feels meandering, it's low effort, and there's just too many projects now that, yeah, I'm sick of, I'm sick of Marvel. I'll be counter to you, mate. Go on. 
you were a lot younger when you went to go see when you used to watch Marvel nah. films, no? Okay, okay, you carry on your point. Yeah, like what you were uh, when you first saw Iron Man, so two thousand eight. So you were. I was not. Uh, you were like thirty one. <laughs> I was nine. Nine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You were nine. Right. You're. I'm not gonna leak your age because it's Friday. I'm in my twenties. <laughs> 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 but. <laughs> I'm mid twenties. <laughs> <laughs> oh god! Um, I know, I know what you mean, right? Yeah. So it's like, have because I, I was thinking, I was, I was in the, I was in the film last night. And I was thinking, maybe I'm just too old for this now. Yeah. And a lot of my mates have also checked out, so maybe I'm just a sad loser still watching these films. But I, you know, uh, Avengers Endgame, which is one of the most highest grossing films of all time, came out two or three years ago, and that. You know that was that was incredible, and like it, I think it definitely is a a quality thing. Like they've been la- making less money, the ratings on Rotten Tomatoes have declined. Like the quality is getting lower. Oh, such a Rotten Tomatoes user. I'm mate, the IMDb. tomatoes never lie. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm an IMDb. No, mate, any any loser can just go on IMDb <laughs> and say, oh, I wrote this ten out of ten. You know, <laughs> like Rotten I'll, Tomatoes I'll is the critics. You know. <laughs> Oh, great. Yeah, fine, fam. Uh, but yeah, so Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania, don't watch it. It's a shit film. And I think the Marvel Universe is declining. And I think it's going to end soon. I don't think it will end. I think it will. I, you know, I think not for another, like, I didn't give it six years. And I think when they've got... Because they, they've had so many wins, but I think when you get, like, eight eight losses in a row... And they start losing money. I think that's when they'll pull the plug because at the moment they're making money, and that's why they're still still pumping them out. Mm. Um, but yeah, okay, fine. I don't know. I think if that were to happen, there'd be a resurgence. What? What? What do you mean a resurgence? There would definitely be a resurgence of like, for example, if you look at like DC. Oh yeah, DC will come back. Well, DC like has. If you think about like the types of films that have been made and stuff, they've just completely rewritten it. Joker. That's true. That was a DC film, oh, and well, then the new Batman as well. But you know what they, you know, so the guy, I mentioned James Gunn, who directed Guardians of the Galaxy. So he's been recruited to be like the big boss of DC. Wow. So he's jumped ship and now he's basically announced these big plans to do an MCU style DC. New Superman, new Batman, all these films, like all these films he's announced. So they're going like big on the whole shared universe thing um, because obviously it clearly makes loads of money. Um, so maybe they'll be really good, and maybe that'll be interesting, and maybe like you know Marvel might up its game, but yeah, it'd be interesting to see. Yeah, I don't know. I just never really got into like the whole like, superhero. Did like, you Did you watch any like the Marvel films? Uh, like, any... I watched the OG ones before the Marvel universe. You know what I mean? Okay, so, like, yeah. Spider Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I loved the original Spider Man. The Spider Man was great. Well, he's actually comes back in. No, I know. Yeah, he's come yeah. back in. Which one is it? Spider Man No Way Home. Oh, and then what's the other one? Into the Spidey Spider Verse Multiverse. The, the animated one. one. Fucking that love that film. It's genuinely... That's the best Spider-Man film. Wow. Hands down. That was like... Like, cringe as it is. Goosebumps during that film. So good. Like, it was so... The soundtrack yeah. was incredible for the, like, the film. Oh, the well. soundtrack. Also, the art style. Yeah. Like, that was good. that was an animated film which no one had edit, ever seen anything like it yeah, before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, like, for a time, all animated films just kept being, like, the whole pic- classic Pixar look. But this was, like... Oh, it just... It looked like a comic book. It was, yeah, it was amazing. Yeah, yeah, it was incredible. That was incredible. But, yeah, yeah, I really enjoyed the original Spider-Man with uh, Tobey Tobe Maguire. Yeah. I also quite liked the Andrew Garfield one, but I didn't think it was oh, as amazing. good. Yeah. No, not as good. Yeah, because, like, one thing I'd started to dislike about the Marvel films is that... Um, 
Well, firstly, I, I never I didn't see Iron Man until I was a bit older, actually. Mm, until until like, I was like, like 19. Um, so I, I missed the boat when I was like yeah. 10. But one thing I didn't like when I watched like the, the Andrew Garfield Spider-Man, mm. I didn't like that technology played a part in their superpowers. I didn't like that they lost a lot of like, I felt like they'd lost a lot of their natural ability. What is in like, like web shooters yeah, and stuff? Yeah, their natural like supernatural. Mm. Like I liked the fact that they were like had supernatural abilities. I know what you mean, especially um, the in the Marvel films. There's a, the the news, the one after Andrew Garfield, Tom Holland. He's basically just wearing an Iron Man yeah, suit. He's basically yeah, he's, yeah. Like, he's a normal person who's just like super athletic. Yeah, I feel I feel like they they're getting back to the original. After at the end of the third one, it ends with like him losing all of that. And you see him like sewing his own machine. So hopefully it's sort of getting back to that Tobey Maguire sort of style. But yeah, I feel like they're way too... I, I completely agree with that. They're way too reliant on technology. Yeah, because like, like, that's not exciting. That's basically saying not. you've got just super clever people who can like... Make do, a suit yeah, for you, yeah. Like, that doesn't make them superheroes. The whole aspect that makes them heroes full stop. Yeah. Like the heroes that are super. But superheroes are supposed to be super natural. They're not supposed to be just like... Yeah, you can make a make no, the technology. Exactly. Like the the reason I can get on board with Tony Tony Stark as Iron Man is because he's kind of supernatural in his intelligence and business acumen. Yeah, right. Do, do you see what I mean mm. there? So that he was a cut above everyone else, yeah. and not quite supernatural, but almost supernatural. Cool, I can get on board with that. Captain America can get on board with that. Yeah. He was a if you saw like started as a skinny guy who was just super moral, and then it's super serum and he yeah. And then he just gets made into this fucking like jacked, jacked <laughs> fucking guy, yeah, um, who is super strong as well, and all of this stuff. Thor comes from a different universe, cool, like yeah. But now it's got there's too too much going yeah, on. Yeah, I just feel like yeah, that's yeah. not. You know, you mentioned sorry, just quickly. You know, you mentioned about like, the the Iron Man thing. Like that was really cool because it was like one genius who can make all this stuff, and it was really believable. The problem they've got now in the Marvel films is that like everyone can do it. So in this film, the Ant Man, Ant Man, the Ant Man Three, um, the daughter of Ant Man is just like makes this portal that goes into the quantum realm just in her basement, and then like in Wakanda Forever, you've got like a university student who they find and is basically just making her own Iron Man costume, and it's like her own Iron Man suit, and it's just like so everyone's got an equal. Thing. Basically, everyone's got the same kind of like technology, and it's just like everyone's an Iron Man basically, and it's it's not like whereas before, what made Iron Man special is because he's like he's so intelligent that only he can make that, but now everyone can do it. It's just, yeah, it's just, the Marvel films aren't as special as anymore. I yeah. Mean, yeah, dead. But yeah, man, um, cool. On the same note of talking about stuff you're recommending, uh, the one thing I very quickly wanted to go talk on, go about on, go on. was You, season four. Nice. So, have you seen You? I've not seen You, Anything? but I've heard a lot about, I know they've done a new season yeah, recently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Very, very quickly. Go on. Um, you, the premise of it is, quite simply, it's about a romantic serial killer. It's about a guy who is super romantic, like he's super in love with like, these people who he's like, just, he becomes like, super obsessed with like, women. Yeah? And they become like, the loves of his life and he becomes super obsessed and he thinks they're the one for him. Okay. And he basically, in his head, just wants the best for them, does everything to try and protect them. Right. But that involves, like, killing people. Okay, so he kills people around the women. Yeah, yeah, like, he just wants, he's just so obsessed with them oh, wow. that he's like, this person's going to hurt you. 
I'm the only one who can save you, and therefore I need to like deal with this person or this obstacle, whatever. And like, yeah, basically that. But his obsession, you, is usually a woman. Season four, I love it for two reasons. So, firstly, it's actually not as good as like season one and season two. I have to say, like, it probably is it running out of steam a bit. No, because they've researched it by doing something very interesting. Okay, it's not as good because it's like it's just not written as well, and it's also like you know, like who he is. He's he's a murderer, basically. Yeah. In the first season, do you not know he was like who who he was? No, nah, not really. You kind of find out after like first couple of episodes. Okay, got yeah, right. You know, yeah. But one thing I really like about it: number one, it's set in London. Yeah. Number two, I think there's a really cool connection between like what happened to him and how he got to where he is from season three to season four right and the final thing that i think is great and really cool and a great place to finish the series yeah Mm -hmm. and put emphasis on that don't try and do any more shit his obsession of you isn't a woman this time no i'm not saying he's gay He's, he's gay. No, he's not. He's not. He's not. It's not that he's... It's not that he's into... You, it's not that it's into, like... It's not that he changed his sexuality. His obsession becomes someone who he's not in love with. His obsession becomes someone else. And it's very, very interesting, interesting to see this person's mind switch from someone who he's traditionally loved and done, like, anything for... So, like, how someone else has now come into the picture who he's now obsessed with. And it's just interesting seeing a different light of, like, how this guy reacts to it. Mm. Because typically his usual thing would be, like, I need to kill, I need to keep this person out, blah, right. blah, blah. But now, it's completely different. Is there it's less killing different. in season four? There's a different side to him. One thing I really like about this season, Penn Badgley, the guy who plays the main yeah. actor, Joe, he had basically said to the director that he did not want to, um, he's very big into, like, fidelity, he's married, he didn't want to do as many, like, intimate scenes with women anymore. Oh, really? In the past, there'd been, like, lots of sex scenes, kissing, lots of touching. Um, He'd expressed to the director and writer, I think, one of them, he didn't want to basically do as much of that anymore, but obviously that's an integral part of his character. Yeah. So he basically said, I don't want to do as much. Director said, writer said, how much do you want to do? He basically said, ideally, none, right? Really? And, but he knew he had to. He knew it's a part of the character. Yeah, and if that was what happened. It would. Mm. They've significantly reduced it. And it's, it's not I a sex only scene. noticed it because I saw that interview. There's still loads of sex scenes, but he doesn't, I haven't seen him kiss. Really? An actress. So you think they've got a body before. double in? No. They, there's just been no kissing. It's just been like holding someone like really? That's holding really interesting. emulating sex, but just wow. no kissing. So it's like really interesting, and I really really like that there is a place for people being open and honest about how yeah. they're feeling in Hollywood. I think, and also I think when especially when you're four seasons into a show, mm. I think the um, when you've got a lead actor, what's his name again? Penn Badgley. When you've got a lead actor like Penn Badgley, like his requests for like stuff that happens in the script actually they hold a lot of weight mm. uh, and the same thing happened with um you know amelia clark in game of thrones mm. um so she had a lot of new if you notice she had a lot of nude scenes in the early scenes of the game of thrones and as it went on 
and she actually started starring a lot more Hollywood films, she requested to the screenwriters, I don't want to, I don't want to do any more shots. And if you do do a naked scene in me, it's got to be a body, body double. So I guess, yeah, happens a lot in Hollywood. Mm. But I rate it though. Yeah, I think that's really, really great. Because I actually, that's something I always wondered, like as an actor or actress, like if you're married and stuff, yeah, people say, oh, it's acting, blah, blah, blah. But I think I would still like, if I were in that position, I think I'd have a problem with it. Dude, imagine going to the premiere of like you and your Penn Badgley's wife and you watched like, watch them two having it like him and another actress have an intimate scene that'd be awful mm. i can actually think of nothing worse i mean they still kind of do have intimate scenes really it's just there's no kissing yeah so they're still like yeah no i i agree i know oh, it's so tough stuff, to watch but like i i that, yeah i would hate that mm. i would hate to put my future partner in um my, like my future wife in that position as well yeah i think that'd be horrible um but yeah i don't know so i rate it uh, but yeah, big up you season four. I do think I watch it. It's such a binge worthy show. It's probably not the best. Is it worth me watching from the beginning? Yeah, 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 okay. definitely, definitely. It's like so binge worthy. They're incredible it's... at leaving cliffhangers which aren't like oh, it's like rip like cool cliffhangers. Okay, you know you like, have to watch the next more one. Like you're so intrigued okay. rather than oh my god, what happened? I need to watch the next one. It's like yeah, yeah. Do you see what I mean? Okay. Yeah, everyone's talking about it at work and stuff. And they've split the, the fourth season into two, apparently. Yeah, they have. So yeah, yeah. only the first five episodes are out now. The next five are out in March. I've watched them more than two days. Binged um, it. Yeah, yeah, I love binged it. it. Same when season three came out, binged it. It's just such a binge worthy. Love that. I do love a good binge. Oh, I love it, man. I'm not usually a big binger, but when one comes out, <laughs> you know what, I'm having one of those days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I love that. Uh, cool, man. I think that's all we've got to talk about today. Nice. So uh, on that note, Guys, thank you very much for watching. Uh, we've been logging live. This has been episode six. If you did like us, please do leave us a rating on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, wherever you're listening. We're available everywhere. Subscribe to us on YouTube. Drop us a comment if you want us to try a new beer. Send us a message on Instagram. Rory, where can they find us? Logging life underscore LTL. Llama Tango Llama. Oh. Um, so yeah, guys, if you got if you want short clips of us, TikTok. YouTube Shorts, Instagram, follow us there. Um, and please, yeah, like like this video. Really helps the channel. Please subscribe. But we'll see you next next time on Larger Than Life. Thanks very much, Cheers, guys. Cheers, guys.